When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. The U.S. Grain Council just hosted the Global Ethanol Summit in Washington, D.C. This summit brought visitors from all around the world to learn more about ethanol and how they could build relationships and grow markets. I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report, and I'm speaking with Chris Markey from the U.S. Grain Council, where he serves as the Assistant Regional Director for Southeast Asia and Oceania. He just visited Wisconsin with nationals from the Philippines and Thailand to tour ethanol production facilities. He speaks more in depth about the ethanol market in Southeast Asia and why organizing tours for foreign visitors is so important. Chris, can you tell me about this trade mission? What have you seen? What have you done? Absolutely, Nate. So we've got 17 people from Southeast Asia, Thailand and Philippines in particular. It's a very comprehensive, diverse group of both ethanol producers, sugarcane producers, which is the main feedstock in both Thailand and Philippines, academics, government officials, and even oil companies that are importing ethanol and blending it into their gasoline for road use. The main aim of this mission is to really show stakeholders, both regulators and buyers from these countries, this uh, supply security, as well as what the U.S. ethanol industry is doing with respect to innovation when it comes to yield generation and decarbonization. And why is it important to have a group from Southeast Asia come to the United States? What is the relationship currently like with some of these countries? So two things that really come to mind are that, one, ethanol is a very burgeoning product in Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia is the economic engine of Asia and really of the world. It's a block of 700 million people with fast-rising populations, fast-rising incomes. And with that comes industrial development and, of course, more GHG emissions. And so a lot more governments and countries and consumers are becoming a lot more aware of the environmental impact of growth and need to decarbonize as well. And they've you know, identified fuel ethanol on the road in particular as a solution to decarbonization. For this to work, for our bilateral trade to be sustainable and to work long term, we need to also help ethanol industries in these markets grow, both on decarbonizing their operations, be more efficient, because this relationship that helps benefit U.S. farmers, farmers in Wisconsin, it doesn't work if it's one-way street. It has to be a two-way street, right? So we have to show how we can help in terms of optimization and production, and then show them that, hey, we have secure supply here to help augment your supply domestically. Now, is this the first time for many of these visitors in the United States? No, actually, a bulk of this team came to the U.S. in 2019 when we held our first Global Ethanol Summit prior to the pandemic. So a lot of them have a very long history with both the United States and the U.S. ethanol industry. I think the newest additions to this team are the oil companies, right? Southeast Asian oil companies are also increasingly becoming more aware and favorable to fuel ethanol as a means to provide consumers and drivers in Southeast Asia more environmentally friendly options and even cheaper gasoline. From the conversations that you've had with this current group, is there anything new or unique that they have seen so far on this trip or that they've experienced that you think they'll take back with them to their home countries? I think two things. One, just the scale, the scale of operations, right? So the U.S. is very uniquely positioned to offer that secure and cheap supply given the trends in the domestic market here in terms of scale and consolidation. That's quite new in Southeast Asian agribusiness and agribusiness complex, right? So that's getting some brains churning, I think, in the delegation. And the other is the innovation that we're doing on yield generation as well as lowering our carbon footprint in the U.S. ethanol industry. 
industry, which is especially important for the Thai group, given they're looking to use ethanol for both sustainable aviation fuel and bioplastics. We're going to need to continue to decarbonize our operations here to make a cheap and reliable substrate for those industries, not only in Southeast Asia, but across the world. What does the U.S. Grain Council see as the benefit of hosting foreign nationals on trade missions like this? Of course, the obvious ones are market information, technical and knowledge capacity building. But for me, it's really the relationship building, right? Meeting your supplier in person across the entire value chain. That's always the strongest feedback we get when we take these teams back home to Asia. Just that personal relationship building and knowing who they're doing business with, both from the upstream and the downstream standpoint. Now, has the U.S. Grain Council, are they specifically focusing on Southeast Asia, or are you doing trade missions with a variety of countries all across the world? No. In fact, we've got offices across the world. So, of course, I'm based out in Malaysia. We oversee Southeast Asia and the Pacific from there. But we have over 10 offices globally, both at country levels, for instance, in China, Japan, Mexico, but even at regional levels covering Europe, Africa, Latin America, etc. So we even had 400 people in D.C. from all across the globe, regulators, industry players, academics to exchange ideas on ethanol and uh, ultimately work together to promote the use of ethanol globally. So you see these trade missions as being avenues for continued growth between the U.S. and foreign countries and being able to disseminate that product? Absolutely. Baseline agricultural trade will always generate a very strong and sustainable relationship. It really serves as the base for our economic relations and even political relations with many countries, including Southeast Asia. What do you think the most important thing for American producers to know about having these trade missions is? The potential just the potential. The world's a big place and things are really changing. So even on our side of the world, which is literally the opposite side of the world, we're seeing tremendous growth, tremendous opportunities for U.S. farmers. And so maybe it might not be tangible or in eyesight, but know that across the world, there is a burgeoning block that needs agricultural products from our farmers and they want to learn more about it and they want to get to know you. Southeast Asia is a burgeoning market, and that is why these trade missions are so valuable. They provide the perfect opportunity to build relationships that will benefit both American farmers and our partners overseas. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars.